Greetings, and thank you for accepting the invitation to join us to explore the glorious you. I am Bahia. My name means beautiful. And at some point, I'll share with you all the origin of that name. Although I will share with you at this point that it was gifted to me by our Mother, Father, God. So this is an invitation we're extending. It's just an invitation, welcoming you into this circle, welcoming you into this time. This time that we have together, we're calling it the glorious you. I loved that, where you are so glorious, glorious, glorious to me. about uh, a young sister that I met through the Emory cycle circle at the Carlos Museum. I went to hear her actually a few weeks ago and she was sharing her experience when she went to Gambia in search of indigo and her whole experience with that. She's an artist. She, her pieces were just phenomenal and they're still exhibited um, at the Carlos, but they're on canvas and they have to be eight, 10 feet tall. And it's indigo, cowrie shells and tree bark. That's, you know, the materials that she uses. And all of the pictures are some version of her. There's so much movement in it. And so she told the story when, while she was in Gambia, supposedly for a few weeks, ended up staying several months because COVID came. Um, and then someone asked what, and so she told of these marvelous sisters who are the keepers of indigo. And it's such a beautiful color. It has so much breadth and depth. And of course, we brought it over to the Americas, we being women of color, brought it to the Americas, which is why it's in the Carolinas and other little pockets, the indigo people. And uh, so someone asked during the time we were with her at the gallery talk, how is indigo, what is it and how does it come about? And of course she explained that it's a plant and the process of bringing the plant into submission, right? And then she talked about the chemical that has to be joined with it in order to create that beautiful, vibrant color. But this is what really just touched my heart because another person added to the story. So when indigo is made, when we have this now lush mixture of indigo, the plant uh, reformed and the chemical, Indigo itself is not a contact dye, meaning that when you drop a material or a fabric in it, it does not change on contact. It is rather when you pull it out is when the color attaches and we see all that beauty that we've come to recognize and appreciate. 
So in that transformation of thought and transformation of what happens with the fabric dipped in the indigo and then coming to its full fruition or beauty or expanse when it comes out, it transformed me into the very experience that we live and are experiencing as people. And so sometimes we're in the mesh of it all. We're in the chemicals, we're in the colors of experiences that may not really be our desired place to be. Sometimes we're in situations and circumstances that it appears that they are attaching to us, but it was so very clear in that moment, those are just the illusions. Because experiences also are not the dye that attaches. They are just experiences. What happens when we choose and we come out of the experience, what happens then is the magic. What happens when we pull ourselves out of the mishmash or whatever is happening that is undesirable to us and we stand in our full awareness of ourselves that's when we stand in our true indigo color and we realize that none of that has touched us none of it has changed us because we realize that we're untouchable we're unchangeable we're undialable that we are whole perfect and complete and when we stand up then we come into a place of full color and full experience of our true self. One of the things I remind myself when I want is like, why isn't this, why, why isn't my printer printing? Why isn't my computer computering, right? And I remind myself that, you know, you were born in a generation where none of this happened. This wasn't happening. And so you already have inbuilt in you the recognition that this is an advancement, this is a privilege, and so you can take a breath and wait for all of the little computer mice to line up and do whatever they do, wait for that printer to take a breath. But there is something in psychology that speaks to that as well. I was listening to this wonderful doctor on NPR, and so that idea of having things and having it now, or that craving um it's called uh, something urge it's like instant almost like instant gratification urge we want it and we want it right now and what he said was anything that your body or your mind truly needs that if you can wait 15 minutes and the body is still asking for it or the mind is still asking for it, then grant it. Otherwise, it was just an urge for some other satiation. And so the test is 15 minutes. I was sharing with my supervisees on Saturday that sometimes when I finish my day, you know, especially if I've overbooked with clients, I am craving some sugar. It's like, anything do i have a candy bar that i forgot anything but it is really not about the sugar that i'm craving what it is is a place and space 
for nurturing or something that I haven't given myself, right? And so now I'm wanting it from some artificial source. Whereas if I wait that 15 minutes and not sitting there saying, okay, 14, 13, right? Not sitting there doing that, but actually engage myself in something else, I'll find that it's a couple hours and I've really forgotten about it. Anything the body truly needs, it will maintain after that 15 minutes. But that urge, just examine really what it is. So you're right, patience has not been celebrated. That it's that, I feel the urge, I'm doing it, right? But what would it look like if we really made ourselves kings and queens over ourselves rather than urges really guiding our life? What would that look like? What would our lives be like? How would that transform us into a different way of thinking and being in the world? I have personally gotten better at living in the moment, but some tools to help us maintain in the moment, some tools to help us not eat the cake anime at least for 15 minutes <laughs> yes and you mentioned sitting down you mentioned doing something else what yes. is something else so something else can be whatever else needs to be done or something enjoyable you might want to go and watch a show or read your book or was there something you needed to check on or some search on the internet so that you're not sitting there counting down the moments? So it doesn't have to be all zenned out, no. if you will. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, go no. meditate. No, go. please don't. Because you're probably I mean, meditating on that piece of cake. Yeah. Right? It's <laughs> please like, don't. It is going to be so good. No. So, no, just go and live your life. That's really what we're, isn't that what we're always talking about? Living your life, the best life, your highest and best. That's really what these glorious conversations are. It's like, what would it look like if I'm really living my best life? So continue with life. Whatever you need to do, call a friend, check on someone, text someone, get on YouTube, listen to a glorious podcast. How about that? All of those things are just ways of diversion. And then if indeed after 15 minutes, you really want to stop telling yourself no. Because just as we've said before, if I say to you, don't think of the color green, the first thing that comes up is the color green. So the brain, that's the way it works. We're that defiant little kid still stomping our foot. You can't tell me no, especially now because I'm grown, I have access to yes. So don't deprive yourself if that's really what you want, then have it. But I'm saying give yourself a choice so that you're not responding to urges every time an urge comes up because then really who's in control? So asking yourself really, it's so interesting. Our brain is so purposefully and so beautifully made that communicating with ourselves is one of the most powerful things we can give to ourselves. It's like, what's really going on, right? Really what's happening right now? What is it I really want, right? In the case with me, what I really want is for me to stop overbooking myself so that I can enjoy every moment. It's like I told you when I read, I like to sashay through the book. 
You know, I love to like go back and read a phrase or to write it down and just savor it. And it's the same thing with my clients. I want to be able to just be fully with them without thinking, oh my God, I've got six more people to see and I've only seen 12, but I got six more. I mean, so I want to gift myself that, to be able to be fully, as you just said, in the moment, being that deliberate, being mindful, because that's where all of the little gifts are, are there for you. It's just like, I went to see this exhibit of Indigo, but it was so much more than that because I was allowed to be in that moment. And so not being pushed or pulled by urges, by something outside of it. What's happening right now? What is it I need right now? And then being willing to give that to yourself. You know, I do that in meditation. When we're coming back from the journey, I invite people, stand in front of the body and ask the body, body, what do you need? And then be willing to give it that. Giving rather than restricting allowing rather than being forced, being, uh, being a student of our words, because words are power. You know, stop shooting on yourself. You know, give yourself grace. All of those things are part of the mindfulness in the moment practice. They really are. And when you say stop shooting on yourself, like, what I should have mm -hmm. blah 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 exactly I should have done that I know better I should have done that and I often ask clients whose voice is that is that your voice that's a parental voice and I don't mean necessarily their parent but it's it's a it's a, a it's sort of restrictive super ego a voice. supervisor yes a manager yes yeah of sorts you, you should have yeah you should have yeah. right well, I don't know what's wrong with you. You should have, right? Stop shooting on yourself. So, in the whole process of this, it started with indigo. The beautiful, beautiful, beautiful color of our sea and our sky. And just how beautifully the world is made and we're made. Just being aware of that. Having the understanding that that is the source of all good and perfect gifts, the creation of us. And being in the mindset of when it's good to receive information and when we have to choose stuff over, because, you know, sometimes it's like, oh, I don't know about that. And so this is always just our invitation. Those of you who have been with us, thank you so much. Continue to listen. Um, reach out to us on Instagram. Let us know what other things you'd like to know about. But in the meantime, when you receive this information, once again, evaluate this. See what fits you. If it doesn't fit, don't wear it. And But be open that you're able and willing to allow yourself to explore perhaps in the future and you find that it is a place of return where you now can allow a different experience, a different way of thinking and being a different point.
Thank you so much for being here. Namaste. Stay in the moment. Go buy yourself some indigo or at least find something blue to celebrate you. So it is. Thanks to everyone listening and holding the vibration of light and love. If you would like additional information about glorious events or how to reach out to Bahia, feel free to join us via Instagram at YouAreSoGlorious or connect with us via email at TheGloriousYouPodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>